early on in our message or in our marriage, and uh, I haven't done that since. Um, yeah, thanks, thanks. I do learn sometimes, uh, but I what I don't want to do is to set up, throw out for you this this impossible standard where rather than being encouraged today, you just feel like. Wow, thanks, Pastor, for throwing an impossible standard out there for me to measure my life with, and now I just feel, rather than encouraged, deflated, because that's not me. That's not, I'm not there yet. Well, I, I want to point out that Proverbs 31 sets a, before us a model, uh, just like Christ is a model for us, that we attain to Christ-likeness in our life. Are we there yet? By no means. None of us can claim that we're there yet. But should we, should we then say, well, then what's the point? No, absolutely not. Christ is our model and our goal, that we want to be like Him. We, he is our, he's our rabbi in that sense. We want to follow Him. We want to be exactly like Him, to learn how He does things and then model our lives after that, the way we think, the way we act, the way we interact with people, the decisions we make. Um, our prayer and uh, our prayers and our and our study and and uh, our serving and everything. Um, well, in likeness to that, Proverbs thirty one lays out for us really a model of of what God has called women to be. And this is not to say if you're not there yet you're a failure, but rather to say this is what God is calling you into, and and is willing to give you His Spirit to help you move in that direction. And so Proverbs 31 is not so much about, can I mark off these boxes and say, yeah, I do that, I do that, or I've done that, uh, and, and then grade yourself, but rather to give you a model, a picture for, for, to strive towards. Um, because we all, we all fall short of, of this perfection, but we want, by the grace of God, to be moving towards it. And um, in Proverbs 31, I, I, there's also a little bit of, uh, you know, the, the saying where angels fear to tread. Um, Any time that we get to a passage that gives instruction and encouragement to women, I feel a little bit like that. I fear to tread there a little bit uh, because I, I cannot put myself in your shoes. Um, I can try. And when I've done that, I've often found that it, I, I fall miserably short and make, uh, uh, come to some wrong conclusions. But what I can speak to is that uh, I have been impacted by uh, countless women in my life who have, who have shown me the love of Christ, who have in some way touched my life in, in such a huge way um, that I feel like while I can't speak with any authority on what being a woman is like, um, I can speak with some authority on the effect that you women have in our lives. And on behalf of all men, we can't do it without you. Um, it's, uh, uh, for, for all the ways that we fall short in expressing that to you, uh, uh, the first clue should be that we can't find anything unless you tell us where it's at. Um, but... Uh, but we, we value you in more ways than we can even verbalize to you. Um, and, uh, and on that note, um, you know, we talk a lot just in our culture and in the world that we live uh, about the strength of men. But I will tell you, uh, I have over, over the, especially the course of my adulthood, 
been more impressed with the strength I see in women than I have in the strength I've seen in men. Not, not, not to degrade or anything uh, or necessarily compare one to the other. I will just tell you that, that we, we, we take for granted, <coughs> excuse me, we take for granted uh, the fortitude and the perseverance and the conviction and the character uh, and the strength that, that the women in our lives put forth and the foundation that they lay uh, in our communities and in our families. And um, I am firmly convinced that, that for, for all the, the praise that men get in this world, and, and oftentimes it's well-placed, but for all the, all the praise that men get in this world, uh, I think the women are sort of like the foundation that that is built upon. And uh, uh, we really couldn't, could, we just couldn't do anything without you guys uh, collectively, um, at both as men, as families, as communities. Uh, you, you are a, a bedrock for, uh, for all of that to be built upon. And uh, any success in this world is certainly built upon uh, the foundation that women have helped to lay. And so um, I just want want to make sure that as, as we get ready to go into Proverbs 31 that, that we give that recognition and that, and that this is by no means a message that is meant to throw out a standard by which you're to grade yourself but, but uh, uh, an, a model for you to strive towards in your life. And uh, whether you are, are a, a mother to children or a spiritual mother uh, in people's lives to, to lead them towards Christ, I want you to be encouraged by this and spurred on by this today. And um, so let's, let's go to the Lord in, in prayer, and then, uh, and then we're going to work our way into Proverbs 31. Lord Jesus, as we come to you today, we, we thank you for, for laying down your life for ours. And uh, Lord, so many times the women in our lives have really been a model of, of your humility and your sacrificial love and Lord, I just pray that you would encourage the women here today, uh, that you would encourage those who, who really seek to be um, the light of Christ in the lives of others. And for, for those women who have sacrificed with a mother's heart um, for the benefit of those around her. And uh, Lord, I just pray that you would lift them up and encourage them with your word, that you would reveal more of your strength and your love and your, and your grace to them today. Um, and uh, just, uh, Lord, that how deeply you cherish them. Um, Father, I pray that you would open your word to us today, that our hearts would be fertile places to receive it, um, that, uh, that, this, that your scriptures today would be an encouragement and an exhortation, but, but not a discouragement, that the enemy would have no place in that. And, uh, uh, to beat anybody up with this, but Lord, to rather to call us, especially the women, uh, to call them upward towards the calling they have in you. And uh, we pray this in, in your precious name. Amen. Well, right at the beginning of, of Genesis, very first book in the Bible, we're, um, we're told that right there in the beginning uh, uh, is God. That he... he um, that he is present before creation. He's the one who speaks into existence all things. Uh, from from uh, the earth itself and the waters and the land and the mountains and, and the sky and the air we breathe and, 
the, the light in the sky that we see. Uh, um, and uh, every living thing, every living organism, the insects, the, the birds, the, you name it. And at the, uh, the pinnacle of his creation, which is the last thing that we're told he creates, is, uh, is in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. It's, then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. God created men and women distinctly different and yet both in his image we both bear the image of God in this world we both have been called to be what God created us to be Uh, there was no mistake in God's design um, that uh, you were born male or female this is God's stamp his likeness being placed on you in this world and your and his glory shines through you as you, uh, as you pursue being that person who God has created you to be. And so the women in our lives, God has, has made it such that, that uh, we require um, in this world, uh, Lord, uh, for, for, by the Lord for uh, His design, requires uh, that, that men and women are present and that we each fulfill different roles. And, and His design right there in Genesis is stated that that men and women would uh, bear children and, and to rear them up in, uh, in the fear of the Lord. And that communities are to be built upon that. And, um, and so as we uh, um, turn to Proverbs 31, um, we do so with this understanding that God has, has made us distinctly for His purposes and, um, and so we open up here, Proverbs 31, verse 10. An excellent wife who can find. She's far more precious than jewels. Um, the, there, there's a, a question that goes through my head there when, when I read that, and that is, would you rather be wealthy or have a good woman? I mean, I, I can answer that so easy. Um, and it's not be wealthy, by the way, just so we're clear. It's to have a good woman. Um, and I do. And I'm extremely blessed by that. And um, it, it, there, there is, th- this is so profoundly true um, that to have, to have women in your life, and especially in this, in this context, it's speaking of, of a wife and uh, further on a mother, but to have a, a wife or a mother in your life who, um, who pursues excellence in her life in terms of her character, her morality, um, her, her contribution to the lives of others, um, that, there, there is, that is a, a priceless thing. There is no value you can put on that. There is no amount of wealth that replaces that or outdoes that. Verse 11, the heart of her husband trusts in her. And as we go through this passage, there are going to be several attributes that, 
that I'm going to make mention of here um, that, uh, that we that are such, such a blessing. And, um, and, and, you know, as we go through this, I, I've realized, uh, thankfully, uh, a little bit anyways, as, as I've kind of grown, had the benefit of some, some years now to gain a little bit more maturity, uh, although how much is greatly debatable. But, um, but one of the things that I, 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 ne- I just, it never even occurred to me until uh, probably somewhere around the time that we started having kids and kind of seeing uh, all the things that, that Jenny does in, in the life of our, f- of our family, um, how much my mom did while I was growing up. Like, I was just so clueless. Stuff just happened in my world, and I never even gave a thought to how it happened. Uh, like, my dresser was always full of clothes, and there was, seemed to be food in the fridge, in the pantry, and uh, this, just stuff happened, and I didn't know how. And now I'm beginning to get a clue of how it happened all those years and uh, growing in my appreciation for what my mother has done in my life. And of course, we speak to those physical things that, are, that um, our mothers provide, but uh, they contribute things that are far more valuable than that. Those are just uh, examples, very visible examples of their contribution in our life. Verse 11, the heart of her husband trusts in her and he will have no lack of gain. Uh, this, for, for, uh, for you women to pursue being a person of no falsehood, but to, but to just be a trustworthy person uh, who, who exemplifies the character of Jesus Christ in the lives of others is, is such an important thing. Um, I j- just speak, speaking from myself to, to have um, women in my life, my, um, my wife, my mother-in-law, my mother, um, who are such trustworthy people that I, I just never give a thought to uh, what they might be scheming or what they might be saying behind my back or uh, can I trust them with, with uh, you know, personal information or sharing things with them. It's just, and I, I can't tell you what a, what a, a peace and a confidence that brings t- into my own life. And, and that's true for all of us when we have... Uh, women who are important, who play an important role in our life, who are just bring no falsehood with them, uh, but just the trustworthiness of, of Christ into our lives. It brings such a peace and a confidence uh, into our own world. In, um, in verse 12, she does him good and not harm all the days of her life. She's, she's benevolent hearted. She wants, she wants what's best for her family, for uh, for her husband, for for those people in her life. And now again, as I speak, I'm going to speak directly, as the context does here, directly to to wives and mothers. But this is this th- these things can be very broadly applied if you are if you are single or without children. Uh, that these things can be very broadly applied to the way that you impact others in your life. And so, please be considering that. Uh, as we go through this, she does him good and not harm. She's benevolent hearted. She's loyal. She's consistent all the days of her life that she pursues just being a, a consistency, a constancy. In fact, I was just uh, I sent a, a message to my mom uh, this morning. Just one of the things that I, I mentioned to her was just what a constancy she's been in my life. Um, and for those of you who have who whom your, your parents have died, um, you miss that. 
that constant presence, that constancy that they bring into your world and your existence. And, uh, and I've so valued that um, just out of my, my grandparents and my, my parents, that, that constant, uh, that just that, that constancy that they bring to my world that brings just a, a settling and a peace to my own existence. And um, verse 12, she seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. Uh, hardworking, and it says with willing hands. Hardworking in love. Not hardworking with a grudge or a complaint, but hardworking in love. And uh, that is such a, a great thing to, to aspire to. I, we, it's easy to get grumbling and complaining. Um, but, uh, boy, you, I, I, look, I'm, I'm realizing that because I realize, really, honestly, men aren't real great at this sometimes. We kind of do a lot of grumbling and complaining with a lot of our work. Um, and there's so much of the work that you women do that we just, we just assume it must be, you must enjoy it. <laughs> because, you know, you make it look easy and like it's fun. Uh, though I have no interest in trying. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't poke the bear. Um, she seeks wool and flax and works w- with willing hands. She is like the ships of the merchant. She brings food from afar. Now this is verse 14 there. This speaks to how out of the way she goes to seek the well-being and provision for her family. Um, that that uh, Just... Just simply stated that. Verse 15, she rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. Now, if you women, if you weren't up at like 2 or 3 this morning getting, getting Sunday lunch uh, ready, we'll cut you some slack. Uh, the, but this, the, what this verse really points to is, is your kind and thoughtful and sacrificial and humble uh, pursuit of providing for, for, for your family. And uh, again, <laughs> all those things that we think just happen <laughs> that actually require you to, to inconvenience yourself on our behalf, and we thank you for that. Verse 16, she considers a field and buys it with the fruit of her hands. She plants a vineyard. She's trustworthy and wise with money. And, um, you know, you may you may not may or may not be necessarily a businesswoman, but to to pursue a trustworthiness and a wisdom, a godliness in the way that you steward what God has entrusted to you and the way you contribute to that um, is such a valuable asset. Verse seventeen: She dresses herself with strength and makes makes her arms strong. Uh, it's just tough and hardworking. Um, in uh, Verse 18, she perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. You know, I, I, I really, uh, so, some of this is uh, somewhat, it, we need to spend some time really thinking about, what. okay, how does this translate into uh, uh, what life looks like for us? But uh, the fact that just the, her consideration here in Proverbs 31, 18 um, her consideration to thinking about um, how to how to better really her not just herself but the life of her family, just always thinking towards how do I 
how do I improve my family's situation? How do I, how do I contribute to the well-being of my family beyond what I have already? How do I keep moving forward in that? That, that she doesn't get to a spot where she just says, well, good enough. But that she's always pressing forward. Verse 19, she puts her hands to the distaff and her hands hold the spindle. She's not afraid to get her hands dirty once in a while and go to work. And uh, um, this is uh, Mom 101 right there. Um, that's, uh, you find that right out of the gate, that being a mom is being hands-on. And uh, it's, it's often not a lot of pretty stuff. And it's a lot of unappreciated stuff. Um, but it is su- such a, a uh, bedrock of, of what it takes to, to grow human beings like all of us sitting here. In verse 20, she opens her hand to the poor. She reaches and reaches out her hand to the needy, um, points to the, her graciousness and generosity, her consideration of those who are less fortunate, of those who are in need, of those who are struggling, um, and uh, her seeking to, to do good to them. And really, I think as we go through really this whole, this whole passage, it is really kind of saying, what, what would, uh, if, if we had a woman that just... Uh, just purely reflected Jesus Christ in her life, what would she look like? I, I think this is it. This, this is, you know, what does it look like to be a, a woman of God? What does it look like to have the character of Christ in your life, to have, have the, the priorities of Christ in your life? And, and these really are the things to pursue. Um, she is not afraid of snow for her household, uh, for all her household are clothed in scarlet. Uh, we have a, so, uh, some many of you know by now that that so the parsonage has been remodeled, been be, being worked on and remodeled. In the meantime, we've been displaced in in a, in a rental, and then this past week we moved back in. So that's really cool, really nice to be back home. Um, and uh, I, in the process, you know, you're going through all this stuff, and and uh, uh, it was. It, I will say that I don't. I don't know that I want to move twice in six months again. That's kind of uh, a lot going on there, but it gives you an opportunity to realize all the stuff you have and how much of it you don't need anymore. I'll tell you that. But um, we have a tub. We have these Costco tubs, and in those tubs are various articles of clothing. Um, and one of them is like snow pants and all that stuff, right? Um, and uh, if, it were, if it were me, uh, I probably would give not a whole lot of thought to our need for snow pants until snow starts to fly. But my wife and her wisdom and, and care for our family has a tub marked snow pants so that when we near that season, we can dive in there and figure out what fits who and who needs what. And, um, and, and it's, it, that's what's going on here with this, with this passage. Is she's not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household are clothed in scarlet. She's looking out for their well-being and thinking ahead about what the needs are going to be. And um, verse 22, she makes bed coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. The mention of fine linen and purple there points to really that uh, it, it's making mention of her clothing and and uh, just the fixings in her ho- in her home, but it's a reflection really of the character that's being displayed here. The fine linen and purple is is something of honor and and uh, um, and so it's a reflection really of who she is. That her 
Even her dress and her home reflect the character of who she is. In uh, verse 23, her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. This is kind of a way of saying that behind every good man is a good woman. Um, or behind every good man is a better woman, probably is a better way to put it. Uh, but she contributes to the success of, of her family and especially her husband. That any success that he has, really, uh, she is a large contributor to that, to, to help make that a possibility. And, um, and that, that is absolutely true. Um, verse 24, she makes linen garments and sells them. She delivers sashes to the merchants. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs at the time to come. Now, this is obviously not, uh, not a woman who is just inconsiderate of, of all the, 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 um, uh, the harmful things that could come in life, but it is a woman who operates out of, out of faith and peace that flows from God rather than worry and turmoil. And um, when it says strength and dignity are her clothing, this is not just something that she musters up on her own, but this is something that flows out of what, something with that, we, uh, that, that we get to later here in verse 30, and that is, this is we're talking about a woman who fears the Lord. And a woman who walks in the fear of the Lord is going to understand the sovereign power of the Lord in this world and recognize that that uh, that God is more trustworthy than than uh, than even her own wisdom or perception. That God is more trustworthy than the scary things that are on the horizon, than the uncertainties, than all the. I mean, when you're when you're a mom, there are a bazillion things that you could worry about regarding your family, and the well-being of your family, and the protection of your family. Um, but uh, what this this verse suggests to us is that a woman who walks in the fear of the Lord finds a type of strength and peace in Him that allows her to not live out of worry and not live with a frantic heart, but to live with, uh, in a way that um, shows the peace of God and His presence in her life. Verse 26, she opens her mouth with wisdom and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. <clears throat> how, how, many, how many times uh, the, um, the women in our life have spoken into our lives t- to uh, especially, especially us um, wily boys growing up, how many times the women in our lives would speak uh, into our lives things to help ground us in things that uh, were going to be profitable for us and things that would bring correction to us. Um, in some of our our pride and uh, inconsiderate and rudeness uh, as we're figuring out what we're supposed to be like in this world. Um, I remember uh, my eighth grade home ec teacher, she was always doing this for us boys, um, reminding us of the type of uh, men that we ought to grow up to be and um, reinforcing these kind of attributes in our life. And... um, Verse, verse 27, I think, is, is a bit of a summary statement here for her impact on her home. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. 
she, she, she just is, she's, she's hardworking and industrious, and, and she's just always pursuing the well-being of, of her family. And, um, and again, um, if, if you're single, this is not, uh, th- this, this, these principles are broadly applied in that regard, that there are people in your life whom God has placed in your life that you, can, uh, that you are able to impact with the love of Christ and, and work towards these same things and model these same things in, in the lives of those around you. Um, I, I am today uh, just remembering uh, um, there was a, when I was in, uh, a, a young guy right before I became a Christian, uh, um, I was a teenager and, and uh, we had some, uh, a youth, a uh, couple that were youth leaders at our church and, and, uh, um, uh, it's scary to think like, th- think about how uh, how how nutty we were back then, and how much uh, perseverance and strength that took for them to stick with us. But um, one of the 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 wife of of the couple, um, she was just always uh, such a sweet presence of of Christ in our life, and uh, and she. Um, uh, died during childbirth, birthing her uh, her second birth. She was uh, giving birth to twins. The twins survived, but she died um, there at birth, and and uh, it just uh, boy, it just devastated. Of course, everybody in the church devastated her family, devastated uh, uh, us teenagers that were part of the youth ministry. Um, and but do you know that um, for for that great loss that we felt. The impact that she had had on our lives, actually, uh, as we as we grieved her loss, we were also impacted even more greatly by her life, and uh, really caused a bit of a revival there uh, among the youth that resulted in many of us coming to Christ, including myself. And uh, you know that was a woman who, um, while she had children of her own, uh, she was a spiritual mother to many of us. Uh, and impacted us so greatly for the cause of Christ that her legacy is still bearing fruit. Verse 20, 28 speaks to the reward of the woman who, who walks in the ways of the Lord. Her children rise up and call her blessed, uh, her husband also, and he praises her. Um, I would encourage you... Um, this is something that we often don't do real well, but I would encourage you, uh, if you have the opportunity to um, share with your, your own mother um, or your wife um, or a woman who has had this mothering presence in your life, um, that, that you would share with them just how thankful you are for them. That you would share with them, let them hear what a blessing they've been to you. Um, let them hear those words. Uh, uh, gosh, I think, you know, while I, while I would say Happy Mother's Day and, and say nice things to my mom, I think it was a long time before I really started to understand uh, um, just w- to what extent I had been blessed by her and, and to be able to understand how important it is to be able to share that. And um, uh, you, you women are very special in, uh, in our lives. And... Uh, I, 
just please uh, let them know how grateful you are for them. And, and that, goes to, uh, that goes for kids of all ages, um, young and old, um, to speak these words to your, to your mother. Then verse 29 uh, kind of, I think, is really part of that, that praise that uh, is given. Her, her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. We get a nugget of wisdom here in verse 30. <clears throat> and for you young ladies, as you think about the type of person that you want to be and, and what things are of value in this world and, and what things uh, it is that, um, that are, are desirable from the Lord and um, impact people. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but the woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. Um, let this be our prayer for, for all of you women who really strive to represent Christ in the lives of the people around you. That you, um, that you would see the, be rewarded with seeing some of the fruit of, of your uh, labor. And that's my prayer for you today. And um wanna because because I'm in the position of doing it and and uh, being able to do this, I just wanna wanna thank thank my um my mom who's not here. Uh, I wanna thank my mother in law, Robin, um just for um the ways that they have just shown the love of Christ in my life, in the life of our family, and the way that they have um really helped to, to, to set up uh, all of our, our success and well-being together and um, the ways they encourage us and support us and through so many different things. Uh, I want to thank uh, Jenny just for your perseverance and um, your faithfulness and, and uh, just hanging in there and always, always being the, the wind in my back and uh, keeping keeping me moving and, and uh, all the ways that you endeavor towards the well-being of our family. Um, and uh, I want to thank all of you women because I know whether you have children or not, whether you're married or not, I, I see your diligent hands. I see your, I, I see your faithfulness to this church family and to your friends. And uh, I see your, see your labor um, for towards um, just... Uh, building the kingdom of Christ here. Uh, I see you investing in the well-being of others. I see you investing in the well-being of this community, volunteering, helping out your neighbors, and, and uh, uh, just all the ways that, that you serve and contribute. And uh, you, you are blessed. And, and we are tremendously blessed to have you here. I mean, we really have a collection of, of excellent women here at the church, and we ought to give thanks for that. So thank you, women, uh, young ladies. I would encourage you to make this your pursuit. Um, there are some excellent women around you um, that have, have set an example and, and laid down a legacy for you to walk in, and uh, I would encourage you to take note of how they work to, to show Christ-likeness in this world. Um, let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for 
Boy, just all that you are in our lives. We thank you for, for your great blessing, uh, Lord, that you laid down your life for ours. We thank you that, um, that you have, have just always shown faithfulness to us. We thank you for your enduring love, for your patience, for your kindness, for your gentleness. We thank you, Lord, for just your constancy. And Lord, all these things that, Lord, you have, have um, uh, put these women to, to model in our lives, to be vessels of those things, those attributes in our lives. Lord, we thank you for, for the women who have sought to walk faithfully with you. We ask for your encouragement. We ask that by your spirit you would empower them to continue to persevere in these things, that they would be the women you've created them to be, that they would also, Lord, be blessed by seeing some of the fruit of their labor. And, uh, Lord, we, we just pray that as they continue to, to um, pursue you, and that, uh, Lord, the love of Christ flows through them, Lord, that you would just, uh, that you would be blessed by them, uh, Lord, these daughters of God. And, Lord, we thank you so much for uh, your presence here with us uh, and with us always. In Jesus' name, amen. And uh, Lord, to carry on this legacy um, that has been laid for, uh, for us by those who have gone before us and walked in faithfulness to you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>